Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everyone, I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. We are the Blended Life. And that tonight, we are. <laughs> we are the blended life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Well, blended, but not. What do you mean? Well, I think that's the, the gist of all of the questions tonight. It's like... The non-blended, blended family? I think blended's a really, maybe not a great word for it, but it's what we have. Well, blended is like, there's different consistencies of blended. There's the beginning of blended. There's the completely blended to where it looks the same color. It's chunky, man. (laughs) Ours is quite chunky. Ours is chunky. So tonight. Yeah, so we're talking about the unblended, blended family. All right. Right? It's us. Yeah. But before we dive into that, I thought it'd be fun because we we didn't podcast last week. We were... Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving-ing it. Yes. Is that a word? Now it is. Were we, though? Yeah, I was telling someone that, you know, because it's hard when you don't have your kids on a holiday that you're used to celebrating, you know, that specific holiday on that Mm -hmm. specific day. And if you're new to not to not being able to have normalcy on a day that's so celebrated, that can be hard. It can be hard knowing your kids are having memory, like making memories and having fun and loving on other people and you're not there. Right? Yeah. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Cuz it just like it's like a joke with my son and everything like uncle tickles, but you're saying loving on other people and then let's like he's 14, I'm 12 and it's just like yes. silly boy jokes. Yes. Anyways. Um <laughs> so anywho, um I just I wanted to I was telling someone though as you mature in blended life and you accept that things are just no longer how they used to be. Right. Yes, you aren't going to mature. I, yeah, I will never aware. mature in, in blended life. But I was just, I was telling people that we kind of had the best of both worlds. And that oh, yeah. is to be celebrated. Like on actual Thanksgiving, we didn't have any of our kids. <laughs> um, to celebrate. But it was really awesome because we had a quiet Thanksgiving, just us. We did things that needed to get done around the house that... It was a day and nothing was open. We couldn't do anything. We couldn't, you know. Yeah, so, we got a lot of chores done. And it was nice. And we had a really nice dinner, just you and I, mm-hmm. that wasn't Thanksgiving related. And it was like a full I day had, of just us and accomplishments. I had it was such great. a good breakfast and lunch that day, too. <laughs> Pretty sure I had pizza for breakfast. Dear God. And tacos for lunch. It's true. And then you made us a nice meal for dinner. I did. I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. So I, you know, we didn't, so I think that the point is, is if you don't have your kids, then it's a jump off to enjoy your marriage, to enjoy your relationship, to start a new tradition with you and your spouse. We had a grand dream and it's still a dream, but when we first got together and we did Thanksgiving for the first time without the kids, um, we kind of made a pact that every Thanksgiving we didn't have the kids that we would go away and do like a little overnight escape. Like we would, you know, one year we went to Monterey and had a nice hotel room and ate Thanksgiving dinner there. And it was, we binge watched Gilmore Girls. (laughs) Guilty. Um, Once that show sucks you in, it sucks you in. Um, But it was fun. Like it was just, and it was nice, and we've been able to do that another time. We went to um, East, 
Isla de Mujeres. Wait, no. Mujeres, yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying it right. There's but a, we went to Mexico. A little island off of Mexico. And that was one. really fun. We've So we've gotten away twice. But um, it's but nice to we be stayed, together. But we stayed in Santa Barbara the weekend prior to Thanksgiving anyways. So, like, we kind of got away. It wasn't for Thanksgiving. <laughs> Two of the three times we're working getaways. Yes, but you still had a great time. I had a great time. So no complaints. Don't lie. It's just funny. Um, so I just think it's instead of, you know, you can frame up your holidays without your kids any way you want to. And I know we still have Christmas to get through. Um, and so if you find yourselves alone, instead of wallowing in the sadness of that, and I do understand it's sad. Cheer in the quietness. <laughs> <laughs> well, just lean into your relationship. Um, keep yourself busy doing things that are useful, purposeful, fun, that you enjoy. Um, binge watch your favorite show that the kids wouldn't watch, you know. Well, like with Christmas coming up, like mm-hmm. we've used we've used Christmas Eve when we don't have the kids, like to completely get Christmas ready, like Yeah, we wrap and, Christmas and Eve. All that, yeah. Eric throws on a jumpsuit and a big gold chain. Fuck it, fuck it, girl. <laughs> Sometimes a big bow. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I digress. But yeah, I mean, just use your time to do something with your spouse and create new traditions. And eventually, you know, you start looking forward to those little escapes or that time to get things done. Um, and it doesn't mean you don't celebrate. I mean, we celebrated the following Sunday with all of our kids and your daughter's boyfriend and your parents. And we ended up having like the best day. A spatchcock turkey. We had a spatchcock turkey. There's spatchcocked. Is that a bad word? Now it is. The way you say it. I said spatchcocked turkey. Yeah. That's exactly how I said it. You can it. go see a video of it on our Instagram or Facebook. But um, yeah, and it was just nice. And, you know, we actually spent the entire day of Thanksgiving, our Thanksgiving. Spatchcocking a turkey. Well, we went and got a Christmas tree in the morning. So it was an entire day of like half Christmas, half Thanksgiving. And it was such a full, fun day. None of the kids were in front of a screen. It was was it not, it was a yes, good day for them. They all had fun together. They all got along. We all ate well. We ha- we did festivities. Like it was just spatchcock to turkey, and that meant more than having actual Thanksgiving on actual Thanksgiving. Like this was probably one of my favorite Thanksgivings we've ever had. Yeah, it was good. It was just it just flowed. It wasn't like too much yeah. anticipation and. No pressure. It pressure was just and like, rules and regulations of just like hey, we're gonna try to eat around. Three o'clock, we ended up eating around six. six which is dinner time. Ish. It was perfect. Yeah. And we got a tree and got a tree up and yeah. decorations out. Like it was it was a good day. So just know that you can turn a sad situation during the holidays into wins and you can celebrate it later. That's okay. There's another t shirt for you. You what? can turn that frown upside down. I feel like that's been done. <laughs> but I'm just saying like I just maybe made that, that up. You did not. I just made that. You guys just heard me make that up. You did not. All right, whatever. All right, but so let us know what your Christmas plans are. You know, what do you and your spouse do when you don't have the kids? And if you're a single parent, what do you do when you don't have the kids? Um and let's start that conversation and help others who are freshly in it. To understand that there's blessings in everything. You just have to see it. You know, you have to, you have Seeing to. Seeing is believing. Okay. I just made that up too. That could be another t-shirt. <sighs> Seeing is believing. You guys heard me just make that up too. Okay. Crickets. Okay. Um, so I'm going to read. There's, we had, so the first topic we're going to talk about is how to navigate life when your boyfriend doesn't want to get married, but expects the husband treatment. Hey, I dun, don't have a dun, boyfriend. Dun. I ain't trying to marry him. Okay. So we had um, one of our one of our group members write in. And I broke her. She has two situations, and we're going to break it up into two different segments. So the first segment is my boyfriend and I moved in together about a year and a half ago. I have two kids, and he has two kids. We aren't married, and he keeps telling me, that he isn't there yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eric's like, yes. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I'm not and there she yet. Sa- she, <laughs> she said, which I'm totally respecting, that's not the issue. My son's mm-hmm. teacher asked me if I wanted to come over and hang out sometime. 
She's super nice. We're staying pretty quarantined because I'm immunocompromised. I said something to him and he said, just tell her that you can't because your husband works at a retail shop and you don't want to expose her. Last time I checked, he isn't there yet. I responded to her that I'd love to get together, but asked for a rain check until COVID numbers started to drop. She was like, absolutely. A single moms have to stick together and lift one another up. He asked how my email went with her. So I was honest and then he was offended. I didn't call him my husband. What am I missing? I'll no. let you go ahead and take yeah, this one. Yeah, you know what? I have to side with her on this one. This is really like having your cake and eating it too. Uh-huh. No, I mean, really though. Like, You don't want to be the husband, but you want the title. Yeah, I don't and that's understand. not fair. That's right. not fair uh, for so many reasons. I mean, which is very, very obvious. Um, and I think her feelings are very obvious where she's like, well, you know, you want that title, then. It's just confusing. It. Yeah. Um, it's also, I mean, just to be blatant about it, it's not earned, you know, like in order to take that step and make someone your wife or, you know, become married, like that's a big step that you need to take. There's, there's a lot that goes into that. And there's a big commitment that is, that comes along with that. You know, and to not have that there, but to have the title, it's kind of, it's, it's cheating yourself. It's cheating himself. It's cheating her out of it. You know, it's just. Can you explain from the mind of a man, please? <sighs> Let me think if I can get that. Old. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> not Here a boy. Yeah. But like, what, like, what, where, where is his, like, what could possibly be his thought process of telling her that? Like, I'm not there yet. Fine. And she's mm-hmm. like, I get, okay. You know, she's not even bitching him out for that. But he then he's, like, offended that – is he ashamed? Like, I'm no, all, he's compartmentalized. Isn't that what us guys do? We compartmentalize things. Yeah, you're a waffle. Things. Fucking waffle. So um, he is <laughs> – those are two totally different conversations. He's – he's I, I mean, for lack of a better word, he's cornered when he's talking about that. And he's like, I'm just not there yet. I'm not ready to have this commitment, this relationship. That's one box. That's one box. That's one conversation. That's one with conversation, her. which I guarantee was a completely different day. It didn't happen in the same day. <laughs> I promise you. Women are <laughs> in <such> his defense. <laughs> yeah. And then on the next day, so whenever this days was. later, yeah. they're talking about this and the chest comes out and he goes, this is my territory. This is my woman. This is in at that point my wife because he's playing the role of husband she's playing the role of wife mm-hmm. and they're living this blended family mm-hmm. which is real regardless of titles i mean they are living a blended family lifestyle and at that point like everything kicks in and he's like this is how i feel and he so that right there tells you that he thinks of you as his wife he totally respects you as his wife he just has not gotten to that part in box number one to make you his wife. And it's such a hard thing to, to describe and explain. And it's so, it is like, so this confusing is, to this women. Is the, we don't get it. <laughs> no, really. This is like, this is the contradictory side of us. And these are our boxes trying to make origami or what matryoshkas where they all fit together. And those two boxes just don't fit together because you have like your primal instinct of like, this is my wife. And then you have your primal instinct of like, Oh gosh, this is a big commitment. And he's just not ready yet with that part for whatever his re- reasons may be. There could be a billion reasons why mm-hmm. he's not ready for that com- that part of their relationship. But his mind thinks like it is. And mm-hmm. maybe that right there could be why. You guys have gotten so comfortable where where you are that he hasn't needed to take that step and make that commitment yet. It There's, not, there's no reward there now. You know, he already has his cake and he's eating it too. And why does he want to change it? If it's why working change great? it? Like there's, is there going to be more cake? No, I heard what the cake <laughs> does. I know what the cake does. Um, okay. So fair enough. Different boxes. I get it. I get, I get, I, I get what you're saying. So how do you have a con? Like how should she approach this with her boyfriend, not husband? To let, like, is there a she good way? She start calling him her husband. My, okay, <laughs> husband. I can't. But seriously, right like, how does one talk to you, people? Who? How do women talk to men so that you Not receive? Not very nicely. 
I'm just, no, like, really, though, help us all learn, like, how should she, because she's, like, confused and frustrated. This right. would be frustrating. She needs to, she needs to basically now have conversation number three. Be like, hey, look, we had this conversation. Are where we in box not, three now? We're in box three. We're in box three. Yeah. Third box over yeah. from the front to the back. Um, And just be like, hey, look, this is, this is the conversation of box one. This is the conversation of box two. And it's really confusing me in box three. And I just want to know, like, I know you said you're not there yet, but then when it comes time to real world situations, it is something that is affecting my real world situation with you. And we, we need to figure this out. You know, do you want all the perks of having a wife? And if so, what's, what, what can I do to help you get there? What, what do I need to do? You know, make it, make it about you and have him explain. And he might also just take the the easy way out and be like, it has nothing to do with you. I'm just not ready yet. And I also, it's not you, honey. It's me. Yeah. Which is also like such a cop out. I know. But, (laughs) but if that's where that conversation goes and be like, Hey, we need to figure out what is it about you that is, that is preventing us because ultimately that's what you want. You need to express Wait, that Wait, who's to him. saying that to who? She's telling him. Like, she needs to find out. If it's not you, it's me. Like, if he's saying that, she needs to find out why is it him. What What is it about him? What can she do to help that transition and make that go down? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Well, that would that be well-received? It depends. Is he a receiver? No, mm-hmm. I, I really, though, I don't know. Like, it just... And it, what is timing with guys? When we come talk to you about no something like ever this... Right. Is that, that's the truth. That's how I, I feel. Mean, like there's no good time, but I feel like me, timing per, is everything. I don't know. Timing is everything, but also like timing is always like, it, like me personally, I'm like, I have a window. It's about <laughs> this big. True story. Most ants. Close it a little bit. Most ants wieners <laughs> are bigger than my window of opportunity. I know. It's so I just, it, but me personally, I'm like one thing onto the next thing onto the next thing. Like. Don't fuck up my flow of the day with a Jeez, serious conversation. I'm giving you two here. Seriously, that's, both that's what it feels like. No, I mean, but really, like, when it's like, like, for instance, our podcast, we have to set up our whole studio and everything. 20 minutes ago, you walked down here and it was dark. Nothing was set up. Lights were in the corners. Like, camera was in a, you know what I mean? Everything was put away. It's like my window of opportunity. I had to take it right then and there. If it, it you know, if it would have been an hour ago, I'm like, I had stuff I was doing. I was setting things up. I was ordering food. I was, you know what I mean? Like it's just, you're just too to, busy for conversation. Um, yeah, but you come to me at like two thirty, <laughs> three in the morning when I'm, I'm asleep. I'm good Perfect. to go. <laughs> I'm good to go. Yeah, yeah. Good. But you know what I mean? Like, so we have a listener. Hello, listener. Her name, Brooke won't be named. Okay. <laughs> Brooke. Who shall not be named. Okay. Okay. We're going to call her Brookless. Okay. She wants to know, how can the change be made? <laughs> Start withholding things. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. Honestly, like I've kind of been there and it's all within us. It's all within us men. What you is women within want you? Some more. Do tell. So here's, and if everyone is, and I'm not prepared to talk about this. You I'm guys, just going to sit back. I know. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, I really feel like it's, it is within time. Once you start putting time constraints on us, me personally, I start getting deterred. I'm like, you're going to tell me when and where and how I'm going to propose to you and we're going to get married and you're going to put timelines on this. I'm like, all right, like, good luck. You know, that that's a prideful thing of the boy in me. That's like, well, you know what? Like, good luck. Yeah, then. and I think where women get stuck there, mm-hmm. it's like, then you're putting your own pride before how hurt, desperate, alone. Like, whatever we feel about that, like, you're totally dismissing how we feel. Like, you don't look at us and see a woman who is in pain. You just are about my pride. And then there's that breakdown Mm -hmm. of, like, women get, like, that doesn't make us feel loved or cared for. Right. You know, and, and there lies, you know, so then when we're hurt, we're making it all about us. When you're prideful, you're making it all about Mm -hmm. you. 
and there's just this giant impasse and somebody has to give like either the man steps up i feel like or the woman steps away no so this is where no this is where the communication comes in this is where (laughs) you now need to talk about it Mm -hmm. you're feeling hurt we're feeling prideful you need to start having the conversation we just want you to see us of course and don't think that we don't see you there every day (laughs) i was gonna keep going (laughs) i'll shut my mouth now no, but really. No, but really. We just want you to see us right. and acknowledge us. Right. And but also guys also have a way of doing things. You know, most I'm like, I had I had my order I needed to do things in. I needed to feel comfortable. And you you as women want when you're being asked to be married, you want that to be their decision. You don't want that to be your ultimatum. Right? Oh, Don't you want the guy for to... For sure. No to, woman wants to get married because they bullied their man or... Exactly. Threat. Yes, so for that, sure. So that ultimatum, you know, and, and bullying your your man into marrying you is not going to turn out to be a good thing. So the best thing to do is have conversations. And it's not the ultimatum conversation. In the point, in the ant's penis time that you have to do it. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. But you need to talk about it. And you just... You know, don't put out these backhanded, you know, sly comments that belittle your relationship. Yeah, what do you got going over there? I don't know. You got a bouncy mic. So don't joke about it. No. No. You just, you need to have the conversations and you need to, you need to figure out your end and his end. Mm -hmm. Where do you guys need to be? What's your next step? And if, and if he's not ready for a marriage yet, or maybe you're not ready for marriage yet, and, and he's wanting Oh, the reverse you, happens too. Which it does. Yeah. Find out where you guys are and, and like a like a goal. You know, you guys are like, all right, we're going to be billionaires, you know, one day. Well, how do you become a billionaire? You don't go, okay, well, 2025, I'm going to be a billionaire. Here we go. You set, you start setting baby steps. You start setting goals. And maybe, you know, what's your goal? Like, all right, well, we're, we're cohabitated but, right but now. Yeah, what more is there to do if you're living together, splitting bills? Sharing a bed, maybe, raising each other's kids. Maybe like, you didn't have, maybe you don't have. Diamond earrings? Yeah. Before a diamond ring? Exactly. That's yes. a goal worth having. Yes. Maybe, <laughs> but you need to set goals, you know. Maybe we start, you know, doing little things here and there. Maybe we start A saving savings f- account together. Exactly. Maybe we start mm-hmm. commingling this or you need to start setting little goals. But you need to start having the conversations because... In order to become a billionaire, it doesn't just happen overnight. Like, you know, you can scratch all the lottery tickets you want, but chances are it's not going to happen. Yeah, that's good advice. So start having conversations. Start someone named steps. Someone's name that rhymes with look. Oh, yeah? Also said, Nook. we just want to know the direction. Up. Like, Always up. I think, and also the thing is. Unless it's in the bedroom. <laughs> down. <laughs> No, women like it up, not down. Oh, my gosh. Um, It's not always about you. <laughs> men like it down? Oh, my God. I'm so confused. Yes, you are. Okay. She ate the cake, you guys. But what about, like, this being in limo? Lim- <laughs> a limo. <laughs> That'd be fun. Limbo. Like, I think that's where a lot of people are at. Like, how, how long do, do men or women, like, how long... Is one expected to live in limbo? And I really think that's up to the person living in limbo to decide that for themselves. Like, mm-hmm. what are your boundaries? What What is okay? What's not okay? But I also, you know, it is like people talk about that. Like, I'm sitting here. I just want to know, like, is your intention to marry me or not? Like, Either they, way, if, let me know. If like, they can answer that and be like, yes, I am. One day. Yeah. But it, hey, you know what? One day is better than no, I truly do, I probably won't ever marry but you. But what if someone. Then you know. What if you ask, what if a woman asks a man mm-hmm. that question? Like, I just want to know, do you, are you going to, is your intention to marry me someday? Right. Or not? And what if they refuse to answer? What do you do with that? Well, that's, well, that's going to be a little. A little bit of a gray area because then you're like, well, then you are kind of stuck in limbo and you you are uncertain, yes. But if you ask that question and they go, yes, I totally want to marry you one day. I don't know when that is. I don't know when I'll be ready, but I'm very content with you. I'm not going anywhere. 
I love you. I love our our blended family. I don't want yeah things to change right now. I just need and a lot of times you just don't know when the time is. You just don't you don't know it until you know it. You know, so it, it's just one of those things. Like if you ask a question and it's like yes one day, there's some hope. You know. Yeah. I wish I had the, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I know, you need One to update your sound effects. No, I still got really good ones. You don't. Yes. Okay. So I think that's a really good ending Hi, Carrie. to that. We have, we're giving a shout out to a shout out. What's up? <laughs> How to effectively communicate with your spouse when they overreact, get offended, and turn the situation back on you. Did you write this yourself? <laughs> I might have. <laughs> Amazingly, no. Oh. But it is good to know that this is a common thing. Like, I don't feel like any of us in our marriages are alone in feeling like that. We both daily. feel like that daily towards daily. each other. Daily. Tonight. Daily. Before podcast. <laughs> so, she, so first, okay, so then she also writes in her second piece of advice that she would like. His parents are coming in town to town this weekend. They come frequently. He never tells me about it until days before their arrival. Last night, okay. Last night I asked him if he could talk to me before he invited them for the weekend. I feel like if I invited my parents or a family member to stay with us for the weekend, I'd talk to him first about it before asking them out of courtesy to him. He was completely offended. He made a huge deal turning it into that, turning it into that I hate his parents, which I don't. Has He has to ask my permission before he can have his parents stay with us. He'll just have his mom schedule with me from now on. He will set them up in a hotel so I don't have to be around them. He will send me and my kids to a hotel so we don't have to be around them. He'll just tell them no from now on. When his parents are in town, it sometimes... It's sometimes on the weekends we don't have kids, so he switches to get his kids, and then we'll go three full weeks with no breaks from kids. His 13-year-old thinks she's an adult, so she's always around when we try to have adult conversations. Even if we try to get a moment alone, she's right there, or his son is following him around. My kids prefer to play online games with, or with their cousins. So then he said, so should I tell my kids to go to their rooms and not come out over here? It's like everything I say, he twists around into some passive aggressive bullshit. Am I being totally unreasonable with this request? No, you guys need to find a common ground. They need to have conversations, not just right when it sparks up like, oh, I found out about this and it's three o'clock in the afternoon. All the kids are hanging out by us. His kids are right there. This is one of those that like, hey, we need to have a conversation. And maybe, yes, maybe he does need to ask his kids to go somewhere. Or it's like, hey, we need to have a, a conversation. If the kids aren't too young, like, hey, let's go get the milk real quick. That's <laughs> that's code for dad's never coming back. <laughs> but, um, you know, like, hey, maybe we need to go for a car ride real quick and just talk about this. And don't have that defensive, you know, let him know. Let him know right off the bat. Like, if you, if you truly don't, dislike his family let him know that be like hey it's, it has nothing to do with your family it has it has to do with our life and our scheduling and then in his defense I know this like if if you're not around when things get scheduled which you and I have happen all the time it's like okay I make these plans and then hours go by or you're busy I'm busy we don't talk about it and I'm like it's just one of those things that just gets it gets compartmentalized all the way to the back. Yeah, and it's you in forget its own about it. Yeah, segment. you forget about it. And I was like, oh, damn, my parents are coming this week. I didn't realize that. I couldn't even tell you what the date is today. I didn't realize it was December 38th, you know, and my parents are coming. And that makes it hard, too. So, again, like we just talked about, it's all about communication. But just because you communicate doesn't mean that you communicate all the time whenever about whatever it means that you learn to communicate at the right time in the right situation with the right people oh fuck it is like it is by far the hardest thing in marriage because it is like the motherfucking stars have to align 
right? It has to be like 78.5 degrees. The stars have to align. The moon has to be shining in the right direction. And tide has to be out. And maybe there's a jellyfish. I don't fucking know. But it's so crazy to me. Like, why does it have to be so hard? Why can't married people just talk to each other and be friends? That's exactly why. (laughs) Exactly. Because this happens. Did you take your meds today? Oh, God. It's really hard. Like, Yeah, but it's one of those things that you can master. Like, if you guys start. How is someone supposed to find the, like, the stars align time? By practicing. You need to figure out what works and what doesn't. You know? Do you go out and go, hey, I'm going to become a professional NHL player today, but I'm never going to practice. That's just what, that's what I'm going to do. I've had this conversation with my kid. Like what you're gonna you're gonna be a professional sports athlete, but you're never gonna go out and practice the sport. Like good luck, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah, you'll be decent maybe, but you're not gonna be great. You know, you could be all right for a little while while everyone else is all right around you, but as soon as everyone else starts practicing, you're gonna get left in the dust. It's the same thing with communication. If you never practice communicating and you never figure out how to communicate, you never figure out what works for you and what doesn't work for you. You're never going to be able to do it. You know, you'll be all right at it. You'll be able to to do what you've you've learned, but you're never going to learn new plays that make your marriage communication plays Goal. better. Goal. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Anyways. Well, what about communicating cuz I know you and I <laughs> I know that you and I often Offended is a word we throw at each other all the time. All the time. Um, And I guess I'm just like wondering when you're dealing with that, how do you, how do you communicate? So you're not, because here's the thing. I think that people like to point the finger Mm -hmm. and be like, you're being offended. You're, you're offended. Mm-hmm. But they never turn that finger around on themselves and being like, consider how they're coming off in the first place. Right. And I know we're both guilty of that. And like tonight, I totally wondered, I'm like, do you even know how you sound to me right now? Like, do you even consider how you're coming at me or what you're like? Do you hear the words? When you no? yell, come at me, bro. I come at you. But you know what I'm saying? Um, so I don't know, like, and I... I know we both empathize with her when she's like, we both have done like gone off the deep and well, fine. Mm-hmm. I'll never ask them to come over again. Well, fine. Like mm-hmm. I'll get a hotel. Like that happens in our marriage quite often. And we haven't figured it out yet. Do you know? Yeah, we kind of have though. We're just, <laughs> we're, we have, but oh. listen, but we're not, we haven't practiced it enough to be excellent at it. <laughs> but it, but what happens is, we have both learned, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say the art of, we're learning the, to learn the art of. Learning to learn? We're learning to learn empathy. And what I mean by that is there'll be times where you'll slow yourself down, I'll slow myself down. And it's not every time, we're not good at it yet. But you'll be like, you know what? Like, yeah, I shouldn't have said it that way. I shouldn't have done it that way. That's not what I meant. And it takes our conversation level down a bit. And we do this from time to time. And we, and I have noticed it. I know you're laughing, but no, I know it's just the way you say from like time to time. It's like it's time like to time, like year to year. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it's better than no times. Oh, for sure. But when it happens, I do notice our conversation level comes down a little bit and we start to communicate a little bit better. Mm-hmm. We communicate two times better than we ever did two years ago. Two times? Two times better. Whoa. Look at us. Guys. You know what I mean? But two years ago, we weren't as good at communicating as we are now. And 10 years from now, we're not going to be nearly, we're going to be so much better at communicating than we are now if we keep up these little steps. But just having empathy and and allowing your anger level to come down and you just be like, all right, I I realize we're on the same team. You're you're not hating me. I'm not hating you. We're trying to get to a common ground here. You know, we, we, we put that guard down a little bit, you know, and we we do point the finger at ourselves a little bit, you know, and just by doing that little by little by little, it helps bring that conversation down. And yeah. it's totally helped us, you know, like I said, only about two times better. Two times is two times better. Yeah. Two it's less not times. much, but 
it has helped. Yeah. Would, would you agree? I do agree. We agree on something, you guys. Um, <laughs> she asked, though, if she, it was unreasonable for her to want, like, a conversation before commitment is made. And I don't, I don't think either one of us would say that's an unreasonable request. Um, but it may be unreasonable to your husband. You know, he might think that it's unreasonable for you not to just, parents should be able to come over whenever they want. Like, I shouldn't have to check in with you if I want my parents to come over. Like, that's crazy. And then, you know, so when you come at your husband who disagrees with that, and then you're upset and he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I don't, you know, he goes off the deep end because he feels attacked. He feels like. He should be able to do what he wants with his parents. These aren't strangers. They're not friends. They're family. And also, like, now he's feels guilty or shamed. Like, on some level, he feels like he was wrong. And guys cannot handle being wrong. <laughs> can't handle it, apparently. They can't handle being wrong. Like, for them to say they're wrong is a really big deal. And right, so, dude. I know I'm right. So anyway, I think it just makes for the perfect storm of an outburst situation, but it is something that you might have to back up and have the conversation like, you know, he might not agree with you that that's a reasonable request to have a talk beforehand. Like he may just simply not think it's a reasonable thing. Like, why do I have to check in with you about this? Right. Right. Yeah. And if he's anything like me, like you'll check in with me like, hey, my mom's going to swing by. Like, so, you know, hey, do you care? For me, I'm about respect. Of course. But I'm also like, this is also respecting that this is both our home. Like you, you think you do a Bible study and you think me all the time. Thanks for letting all the girls come over. Everyone's very grateful that you let their girls come over. I'm like. I don't care that the girls come over. This is your home. Like we, but have, I remind you that a lot of husbands would yeah. be put out to open the home once a week and have a bunch of women in there, and they'd be everyone's like, different. Everyone's different. We're all different. <laughs> but real, but so. like so for you and I, and he might be the same way I am. I'm like, this is your home. Like, yeah, they can come over whenever. You're not having like a week long slumber party. That's like, you know, you probably like that. I don't think I would. But we're different. So I don't know. He could just be very easygoing and just like, I don't care when my parents come over. I don't care when your parents come over. Like, this is our family. And and so the difference here where you say like, yeah, all of us guys are the same. That's not necessarily true. Because in one of your previous marriages, (laughs) your parents weren't allowed to just come over, right? Wasn't there a point in time? That your parents couldn't come over. Mm-hmm. like That right? was my last marriage, okay. yes. Yeah, my mom felt like like it was a big yes. It was a big deal to have my parents show up. So when you say that we're all the same, though, is it a big deal if your parents show up now? If your mom just comes over randomly, just shows up, am I going to make a big deal about it? Am, uh, am I? Either of us. I don't think so. But I don't care if your I parents come over. I don't care if mine come over. She, My mom still has a very, like, that stuck with her. So she's... It created a lot of problems. Yeah, which is so a bummer. I'm like, she's still very like gun shy because I don't know. This is why I'm not married to my ex husband anymore. Right. It was a big, a lot of things. But, but which is a bummer. Like, this is our yeah. family. Like, my dad showed up. My dad and brother in law showed up last week. My dad lives an hour and a half away from me. And he literally, he literally, I mean, we kind of had a heads up that he was going to be in town from the chiropractor. He's like, oh, I'm going to see your dad later. I'm like, <laughs> oh, really? Okay. So we kind of knew he was he was here, but it wasn't a big deal. We went on with our day. But then literally probably two hours later, my dad just shows up at the door, like knock, knock, like, hey, come in. It wasn't a big deal to either of us, right? Yeah. So there's a difference where you say, oh, all of us guys are the same, like stereotypically, sure. Well, about being wrong, I think that's very <laughs> true. No, we're always right. Anyways. Yep. So... I yeah, have that conversation though. Be like, look, if it's not a big deal that they come over whenever, let him know that. Be like, I'm not asking because I don't like them. I'm I'm asking to know just so I can have the house ready, so I can have hors d'oeuvres and beverages ready, so I can just know because I just want to know. Well, maybe just Whatever like mentally be. prepare. That's it. You know, like I am a planner. I'm you a, are, and I how somebody can show me that they love me 
is like it is respect. <laughs> no, but like I'm a planner. I like to know what to expect. So if you know that about me, you know surprises probably aren't great. Like I like to know what to expect. I don't really love surprises. She knows where she's going to be buried. <laughs> I do. We already have our plots. See? Our wedding plots. Our wedding plots. So, I mean, it could just be a difference in personalities. And I would say when you're dealing with someone who's super offended, you have to validate them a little bit. You know, that brings down walls. So if somebody's really heightened and they're really upset, you know, you could say something like, I see that I've upset you. That's certainly not my intent. I love you. You know, I see that you're angry. I see that you're frustrated. Like acknowledge that which is offended. And that immediately will kind of like calm, like it will be, it will, it'll be a calming effect so you can move forward in conversation, you know, but if you pour fire, if you, you know, fire on fire is just more fire. You don't get anywhere. Pretty sure it's gasoline on fire. Whatever, you know, but if you're coming at upset with more upset, it's just not, it's just going to escalate. And so you really, when somebody's super escalated and they're, you know, they're going off the deep end or trying to hurt you with their words because they want to put you down because they feel guilty, whatever the case is, if you don't want to engage in that, then you have two options. You don't engage in that and you leave until they've calmed down. See you later, escalator. Or... You acknowledge where they're at, and up. then you move, and then you move forward. Um, and so that's one of the helpful things I've learned about when someone's super offended or coming off frustrated, or you know, you can just let them like that. Let them know, like white flag, we're on the same team here. I love you. I'm not trying to upset you. You know, like can we work on this together? Who might you do that to? going on yep well if you would just acknowledge that sometimes how you come at me isn't the best (laughs) you don't come at me the best bro let's talk more about why parents treat their stepkids differently than their own this floods our support group our emails it's all psychological here well i i was so here's the thing. You have a different connection with your own kids because if they're legally or biologically yours and you've raised them for a period of time from day one, you have a different care and concern and empathy and their diapers don't stink like somebody else's diapers would stink, right? You, your kids poop, you're wiping it all day long. You know, my friend wants me to change her kid's diaper and I'm vomiting in the corner um and I just think that is that comes with being a parent to a specific child that you were given adopted birthed whatever it's different when it's not your kid and I that's I don't know why that's offensive but you don't have the same adoration and you might love all the kids, but you love them differently. And that's okay. So it's because the situation that recently today was written in about was that she, her husband treats her, her sons, you know, really strict and gruff and hard on them. But then when it comes to his own kids, he's nicer and and lets things go a little bit more and I'm thinking like of course they're his kids they're his babies like he doesn't have that emotional connection and ties to your kids like he does his own so there's like missing that I wish there was a word for it but he's missing the heart of a parent for your kids and that's not bad it's 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 normal it's weird it's right? weird that we have so many people write in and it's this is the situation it's I always mean, this because i feel like i'm so much opposite of that that's what i told her i'm like i'm way nicer to my stepson than my own kids which you shouldn't be 
<laughs> but you know, I'm way nicer to your kids than I am to my own kids. Right? We but, don't talk to our our stepchildren the way we talk to our kids. Oh my gosh! If I talk to your kids the way I talk to mine sometimes, yeah, it'd be over. <laughs> and vice but, versa. Like, but come no on. one pushes your buttons like your own kids do, and I think that's the way that we are. We're so close to our kids. Yeah. That it does encroach on that friend territory, which I know you've talked about before, but it has where they get pretty comfortable with us and we get pretty comfortable with them. And, and the way that we discipline them isn't the way that we discipline each other's kids because I'm not quite as comfortable. We don't really discipline each other's kids. I mean, we do a little bit. We're not like, it's not like you never major. put my kids on timeout or grounded them. Or I don't put my own kid on timeout. This is true. I should go straight to the wooden spoon. You threaten um, it a lot, but I've never seen it happen. I know. I should be meaner <laughs> than I am. You threaten a lot, but. I do. I've gotten better at following through with the threats, taking things away and grounding. And I mean, I grounded from his computer for a few hours yesterday. I made him go sit on his bed. And you saw it. It worked. But then how late did he stay up playing Fortnite? Who knows? Yeah. Not as late as me. <laughs> um, but I. But it's that, it is that we... It's just different. So you can't expect whether it's one side of the spectrum, like Eric and I are, you know, we're, we're harder on our own kids and a little bit lax on our stepchildren, you know, and then, or vice versa, like, you know, really hard on your stepkids and easier on your biological kids. Like either way, you know, it's a common thing for parents to, have a different kind of relationship to treat them a little bit different than their stepkids. Right? Yeah, the reason I think I at least treat my son differently and I'm a little bit harder on him is because I expect more out of him. Not that I don't expect much out of your kids, but I'm like, you're a reflection of me. Like, if you can't behave and respect and mind your manners, you know, around me, you know, how, when, when are you going to learn this? Who are you going to learn this by? You know, how are you going to sit here and the perver the person who provides for you and perversion, loves, the perversion who, who <laughs> yeah, provides for you and, and loves you the most, you know, and you're going to treat me like this. Yep. How are you ever going to love and respect anyone who does not even a tenth of what I do for you? You know, and I, and it's, it's all psychological and it's, it's, it is what it is, but. I think that's where it gets to that point, you know, and, and I, that's, that's where I have a hard time understanding, like, you know, would I expect more out of your kids and maybe the kids are just differently and there's less filter in some people to where they're like, I just expect more out of these kids. They're, you know, I'm taking them on as my stepchildren. I expect my children to be a little differently, you know, and, and it also could be a sorrow thing, you know, why you don't punish and discipline your kids as much. Because you don't want them to go home to the other house and never come back. You don't, you want them to like you. So there's probably a lot of different reasons why. Right. This well, could in be this happening. specific situation, if I'm remembering correctly, <clears throat> she was saying that, you know, her son, for instance, and I'm her son, and maybe it's, I don't know, but I believe it was her son is with them 100% of the time. And his child is like 50 50. So he doesn't, so to your point that just clicked in my head, like, yeah, also, you know, he probably is a little bit jealous that she gets her son a hundred percent of the time. Mm -hmm. And he's, he's raised, you know, he spends more time with her son than his own kid. Right. You know, so then there's like, I miss my kid. Right. I'm not going to spend the time I do have with my kid being angry at yep. him, you know? So there's that dynamic too, when, you know, how often kids are in the home. If you have different schedules, that would be very, very hard. Definitely. Um, and that can play a factor, but just know it's normal. I don't think a realistic expectation is that all kids are treated equal and the same and love the same. I don't think it's possible. I think respect should be like, everyone needs to be respectful and kind. Like, that needs to be the basis of your household. But to ask someone who's not a parent to parent, like to ask someone who's not a parent to love them like they were a parent when they're not is not a reasonable request. Well, and real, you'll be forever disappointed. Real quickly, too. I mean, if you have multiple kids, here's a way of looking at it. If you have multiple kids, do you love 
one kid exactly the same way as you love the other kid, you love them. You absolutely love your kids, but you love them differently. You have different relationships with them, right? Yeah. Same thing with your parents. You know, that's something that, I mean, most people have, you know, parents or brothers and sisters. You love your parents differently than one another. I love both my parents, but I love my mom differently than I love my dad. You know, yeah. I respect my dad differently than I respect my mom, you know, and, and not that either one is right or wrong, but that's kind of how it comes down to stepkids. I feel like, you know, your brother and your sister, you know, or, or your sisters and your brothers, however it is, you have different relationships. You love and re you respect each one that's of them so very differently. Same mm -hmm. thing. I mean, make it even broader. You've everyone's had friends. You love your friends differently. You treat your friends differently. You joke with this friend one way. You joke with this friend one way. You talk about politics with this friend. You don't talk about politics with this friend. You you love and you treat and you respect and you act differently in each relationship. And kids are kind of no different. Stepkids are no different. It's just another relationship. That and stepkids are just another layer distant. I sure. think it's just like one layer outside of like the closeness of life. I thought you were pranking us there like at first. <laughs> I know. I saw that too. That's I was almost like, oh. your maiden name. I'm like, oh my gosh, but did you read With it? With one like, letter. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Julie. That means a lot. That is, yeah. Um, so is there anything that we can talk or help you with? We're a little rusty in life, but if we can help you with anything, please let us know. We'll try. We will try. Um, but that's true. Like I, my two kids, you know, what works with one, like I don't even, I just have to look at one and they'll <laughs> fall in line. The other one, it's like I have to physically pick them up and put them in their room. If you still can. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they they did, they're, they're so different. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, I was going to bring up too, like a little hopeful story. My stepdaughter, Tori, um, I, it's so, it's so cool because in the beginning it was kind of distant. Because she doesn't live with us. She's never lived with us. She comes around for holidays and, and when we went on vacation, when we did vacations. Um, and she did, you know, she'd come around every so often, but I didn't have a very close relationship with her. And I would say this last year, you know, it's turned into a friendship. Like, I don't even feel like we're stepmom, stepdaughter. I feel like we're friends. And that's been super cool. So that's morphed into its own thing. Um, where before it was, it was distant. It was touch and go. It was, it was. Yeah, she was, she was younger. She was still fi figuring herself in out. In between I mean, two homes is, and a lot of different families. But I just want to give hope to people that, right. you know, just because something's distant now mm -hmm. doesn't mean that when kids are adults or, you know, you can have a, a more mature relationship and it may not look like a step parent or parent relationship. It can morph into something that's its own unique wonderfulness. And I'm just super, super grateful for that. I was thinking about that on our Thanksgiving day. I was telling you guys about, um, she ran errands with us and it was just, it was nice. Like I loved having her around. I love talking to her. We've hung out a couple of times and I'm conversation just flows and it's nice to know about her life and no judgment from me. Like I'm just a safe place and I just want to be there. And it's very nice. Like, and I didn't know that that would ever happen in the beginning. Had you asked me like seven, eight years ago, if we would be here now. I probably would have been like, no, she probably wouldn't even talk to me. So it can change, you know, for I guess the good or bad. But Well, and I think a big thing leading up to that is you've been very consistent who you are. You've always been, you know, like you just mentioned safe space, but you always have been a safe space. Not that she's ever needed it. Not right. that she's ever come to you for stuff like that, but deep down she's she's known that. You haven't been mean or grouchy or you've treated her the way that you would have treated any of the other kids. You've included her the way that you've included all the other kids, regardless of what the situation is. And that consistency, I think, is what builds that relationship. So the more you do that with any of your kids, whether you see eye to eye with them or not, all of our kids are way different, but we treat them all with a level of respect that in the end, you know, and I'm talking years from now, it's going to happen like this. You know, our kids are going to be able to come hang out with us and be around us and come to events and whatever it may be and just feel comfortable with us. Yeah. And I think nice. that's just by treating kids the way that they should be treated, you know, again, relationships, by being a good human and treating people nicely 
and being there for them, all of our kids, it's gonna it's eventually gonna gonna yeah. you know pay it forward. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, last topic. But not least. <laughs> What's all this about nacho kids approach to parenting in a blended family? How to know if it could be for you. Isn't that another podcast? So nacho kids, it's its own thing. Yeah. And they have their own philosophy called nacho kids. And basically I was, I've been reading about it and they have their own website. Go look it up. N-A-C-H-O Like the food. Like the food. And basically they were in marriage counseling and they were bickering about parenting and, you know, you can go read their story, but the the counselor finally looked at them or the therapist and said, but it's not your kid. Mm-hmm. Like all these issues were coming up, pointing fingers and things like that. Um, and I'm paraphrasing. So go, you know, I don't want to take it out of context or, or add words where words shouldn't be added. But basically that stood out to me when I was reading it. And that's kind of like, yes, you know, it's not your kid. Why are you allowing that to rule your marriage and be the squeaky wheel in your marriage when it's not your kid? And this doesn't work for everyone. And I know it comes off as harsh or it's insensitive. It's not even a topic for everyone. Like some people, I know blended families, you know, like the Brocks, that's not even like, that wouldn't even be a topic. But it know? works for them. But it, Right, but it works for some, exactly. So this isn't for everyone, but if you, you know, Here's the deal. Your marriage shouldn't suffer because you're in a blended family. If your marriage is suffering because you're in a blended family, then you need to do things differently. And this is an option. And I think Eric and I practice our own version of this in our home. You know, we, we are the leaders for our own children. We just, we take the lead in disciplining our own kids. Um, And that is because we have very different parenting styles that is because what he and his ex agree is best for their kids looks a lot different than when my what me and my ex agree looks best for our kids. And so in our circumstance and situation with all the players involved, it is easier to nacho kids our our blended family because otherwise we'd be fighting all are the time. Are we doing it the same way that they are recommending? Um I mean Ish. Pretty, I mean, pretty much. The, the point is just to save your marriage. The point is to not let the kids be the squeaky wheel in your marriage. And, you know. Don't let the kids be the onions and cilantro on your tacos. He hates onions and cilantro, guys. What do you call cilantro? The devil's lettuce. Yeah. So when it comes to, like, things that you're being upset about or you're frustrated about or, you know, you're fighting about, you know, you have to ask your, like, say to yourself, you know, it's not, it's not your kid, not my kid. And then you kind of put things into perspective and let the other parent take the lead, you know, or you, you're making an effort not to get worked up and upset about things you don't have power over or power to control. Um, I feel like it needs to be one of those boxes though, with like the red checks or the red X's and the green checks. Cause there's some things that like, if you're like, eh, not my kid. Like, I feel like that could get you in a little bit of trouble, you know, like there's, there's, there's a picket, there's, there's a line that has a, either a red X or a green check mark that you have to check or not check for nacho kid. Otherwise, like, you know, like your kid is out front and falls and skins their knee and they're crying for mom because they're, I don't think that's the (laughs) point. Right. Well, you you can turn anything, right? Like, yes, you could turn anything into a bat. You could. Yeah. But that's not the intent or oh. the point. Like, obviously, we care about all the kids in our home when we're not looking for anyone to get hurt. Oh. But it is like when you're at an impasse, when you, are, when you have different parenting styles and you disagree about how things are happening or what the other ex is doing or, you know, it's, it's things that are creating issues in your marriage that just aren't going to change. Yeah, you have no control over. I get what you're saying. You know, no, then it's... it's yeah, it's, we do that a lot. We do. We're a nacho kid family. Yeah. So, and go look at the website. Um, it's just... And you can make it, you know, fit to your family. And maybe you don't even have a conversation. Maybe you just try to let things go and be like, hey, this is his kid. If this is how he wants to raise his kid, this is what he wants to allow his kid to do. Okay, I'm not going to spend my time being upset. 
I'm not going to spend my time being resentful. I'm just going to go do something else or I'm going to go focus on my own kids or I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to go get the milk. I'm going to go get the milk, you know? And I think it's a lot of just accepting, I think respecting the parent in the home, you know, respecting that the bio parent is the bio parent and you are not. I think it's about self-preservation and keeping your sanity because it's really hard to have things happen in your home that you don't agree with, you know, and you do care about your stepkids. You do want the best for your stepkids. And when you feel like that's not being done, that's really hard, you know, but it's not, I was just writing this tonight to somebody, like if what you think is in the best interest of your stepchild is not what the bio parent thinks is in the best interest of their child, bio parent trumps 100% of the time. And if they don't, if bio parent caves to step parent because of whatever reason, that's where resentment builds up, you know, or then they're angry that they gave in and they shouldn't have. Right? Yeah. So you can just like not let that stuff grow up by just accepting and protecting your marriage and letting that be the most important thing over an agenda with the kids. Well said, dear. Well said. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Jay, thanks. All right, we out. Are we? I'm is done. Is that what that music is? Do you have anything? I don't. I was thinking while you're talking Stretch. about the last part there. I think we should get back to multiple camera angles here soon. Because you have a really intense speech that you had going, and just to have a nice close-up on you <laughs> would have been really just... All right. What do you guys think? Should You're we go silly. back to the multiple? And I think, I think I'm think i going to do it. We'll just add one more thing to my plate here. I'm going to produce oh. it right here. We're going to do Less multi- time to talk to you now. Multiple camera Great. angles live. What do you guys think? Okay. I think that's coming, you guys. Give us a thumbs up if you think Ooh. that should happen. Anyways, you guys, <laughs> thanks for hanging out with us on Blended Life. I'm Eric. This is Julie. We had a great time. I used to be your wife. Now I'm just Julie. Now she's Julie. (laughs) This is just Julie. (laughs) This is just Julie. (laughs) Okay, bye, you guys. (laughs) Bye.